Well, I am so happy to welcome you as we join together as the Christ Journey family today in uh, my house. This actually, the couch where I'm sitting right now is where I begin every day with God. Before sun up, I, I'm, I'm up, I'm in here, I light a candle, I've got an open Bible right here beside me. The Bible is open to remind me that God is always open to me and wants me to be open to Him. And so uh, I'm glad to welcome you into the space where I seek to become more open daily before God. And I'm praying that this day would be that for you, wherever you're making your connection with us. And this is for all of our campuses here in South Florida, Gables campus, Kindle campus, Miami Beach campus, and then across the nation and around the world, wherever you're joining us today, we greet you in the language of love. God speaks love in every language, and we're welcoming his spirit to join us as we gather for this new series today. Now. Uh, sometimes, would you agree with this? Sometimes life blindsides you. Sometimes God surprises you. And sometimes they happen at the same time. Would you agree? I mean, yeah, like right now, many of us are feeling slammed. We've been blindsided by some incoming life experience, you know, like a, a life fastball or a life curveball or a life change up, just some change up circumstance that is like uh, in our face, you know what I'm talking about. And then sometimes the ball hits you. And um, in baseball, that's called HBP. That means hit by pitch and it can hurt and actually it can even take you out. Life does that sometimes. And so right now, you as we and so many of us are praying for people that feel like they've been blindsided and they're hurting, they're in need. They, we've got health needs, we got financial needs, we got family needs, we've got job needs, and we're praying for those. And I just wanna say, as senior pastor of Christ Journey Church, how thankful I am for every journeyer that is connected already in group life. Just because we're socially distanced does not mean we're emotionally distanced or relationally distanced. That through virtual reality, we're able in real time to stay connected through group. And I wanna thank you, each one who is doing that so that we can diffuse the sorrow and craziness that we feel, so that we can divide the, uh, the burdens. You know, we care for one another and bear each other's burdens. And then we can also multiply our joys and share our happiness and these uh, amazing stories that we're hearing coming out at the same time that we're feeling the blind side that hits us sometimes. But then other times, maybe for you right now, God surprises us. And maybe you've already experienced a surprise from God in the midst of this. Like for instance, you're just making your, your way, you're going through life, you're just doing what, you believe God wants you to do, and surprise, God shows up and says, you know that I led you to do that because I was planning on doing this right here in the middle of this. This is where I will meet you in the middle of this opportunity. Maybe you remember this scene from Forrest Gump. Tramp. 
Where's this god of yours? It's funny Lieutenant Dan said that, because right then, God showed up. destroying nearly everything in its path. And as in other towns up and down the coast, Biolabattery's entire shrimping industry has fallen victim to Carmen and has been left in utter ruin. Speaking with local officials, this reporter has learned, in fact, only one shrimping boat actually survived the storm. Louise! Louise, that's forced. After that, shrimping was easy. <laughs> Since people still needed them shrimps for shrimp cocktails and barbecues and all. Where's this God of yours? And Forrest says, and right then, God showed up in the storm. And wouldn't you know, Bubba Gump Shrimp Company was born out of that storm. Now, who knows what surprises God has in store for us on the other side of this storm but we're already watching for them. And that's something we're looking forward to. Here's the thing that I want us to, uh, to remember together today. The one thing that we wanna take away from this, seek God's face and every place can become a sacred space. Would you say that together with me? Seek God's face and every place can become a sacred space a place where God shows up and makes himself known. So our new series right now is called Sacred Space. And uh, you're wondering, well, where, I mean, the truth is we've all been blindsided by this COVID-19 thing, but where are the surprises? Well, one of them for us as a worship planning team and in my teaching preparation is this series. In fact, we had been working on this series for a couple of months before this thing ever came into view. and. Um, and the thought behind sacred space is simply this, that God is not bound by building, by schedule, by religious ritual, but God wants to share himself with us to make himself known to us, all of us, in every space. Now, who could have known that we would be sharing this space at this time for this series? But we kind of feel like God surprised us. I don't know what space you're in right now. I do know that it's not a church building space. We all know this, right? But we don't have to be in a church building space to experience God in our space. And that's where we want to begin today. I just want to remind you, to remind myself that God is available to you right where you are, wherever you are. And I would invite you just to look around the room right now, in your home, in your hospital room, on your patio, in your backyard. I mean, wherever it is that you're in your office space, 
And remember this, I know it sounds cheesy, this little rhyme, but hold on to its truth. Seek God's face and every place can become a sacred space. God can show up right there. Now, this is an ancient notion that some call practicing the presence of God. It simply means enlarging our awareness of God's presence, and it speaks to our deep human longing for transcendence. You know, human beings are wired for spiritual meaning and fulfillment beyond ourselves. We long for the transcendent. This is why C.S. Lewis says that God invited us, or invented us, excuse me, that God invented us as a man invents an engine, a car engine, and a car is made to run on petrol, he says, that's British for gas, and, uh, and it won't run properly on anything else. And so he goes on to explain that human beings are designed to run on God as their fuel. And, uh, and so we won't find happiness or peace apart from him. And yet when we find him and know him, surprise, we come to know and discover our truest selves. So in this transcendence, we actually experience who we truly are in relationship to God. Now, you know, David, an amazing leader, a warrior and a king, but he was an artist. And as an artist, he jotted some of these longings down in poems, poems like Psalm 20. Psalm 24, Psalm 19, Psalm 63. We're gonna to get to all of those, but right now, I'd like to invite you just to get a Bible or open up your version, and turn to Psalm 19. That's where we're gonna be unpacking more of our thoughts together. But I wanna start as you're doing that, Psalm 19. But as you're doing that, hear what he says in Psalm 63. It's the cry of his heart, longing for transcendence. Here's what he says, oh God, oh God, my soul thirsts for you. My body longs for you in a dry and weary land where there is no water. Can't you hear it? He, and then I, I'm so hungry for you, I'm thirsty for you, I gotta have more of you. And then as he's long, these longings are taking, uh, finding voice in his soul, he remembers. He remembers time that he shared in the sanctuary where God revealed his glory and where he felt God's love. And as he's thinking about it, he says, man, I just want to have more of that in my life. Maybe that's where you are today. You're thinking, I want more of God. I want to feel more of God in my life. But we're not in church. How's it going to happen? Well, you know what? If you seek God's face, then every place can become a sacred space, even right where you are. Down verse six in the same Psalm, Psalm 63, David says, on my bed I remember you. I think of you through the watches of the night. In other words, he welcomes God's presence to his home at night, right at his bedside. We can do that too. You know what? God is not bound to a building on a Sunday. But God can show up every day in every place as we welcome him by faith. David also wrote this. He said, this is Psalm 24, the whole earth is the Lord's and everything in it. There's no place you can get away from God in this world. 
Psalm 19, here's what he says. I mean, he just takes our imagination soaring, gives it wings into this unexpected expanse of God's sacred space. And notice three things here, okay? First, we see that God shows up for us in his world. Psalm 19, verse 1, the heavens declare the glory of God and the skies proclaim the work of his hands. Day after day, they pour forth speech. Night after night, they display knowledge. God is speaking to us non-verbally in, uh, in the beauty and the artistry of creation and in the mathematical precision engineering of the cosmos. David sees God talking to him. So what can you do to experience that? Well, I would challenge you, do this. Go outside, look around you, explore, consider a tree. Look at a butterfly flitting by. Look up, lift your eyes up into the sky and beyond the sun, imagine God's bigness. Or go out at nighttime, lay flat on your back and look up at the starry, vast expanse of heaven above you and consider the vastness of the universe and the bigness of God who is so big transcending us, you, holding all things in existence and then imagine God, invisible God, suddenly showing up in the artistry and the creativity and the beauty of his art. That's what David says. I see in the artistry around me the artist making himself known non-verbally. Now, kids, we know how grown-ups speak non-verbally, don't they? They speak through their eyes. And you can just know, they don't even have to say a thing, and you can feel like, wow, they really love me, or oh, I should probably stop doing that. This is what David says, God speaks non-verbally through his creation, and as we listen, we can hear him saying, I'm showing up for you so that you can transcend where you are. Now, as you're reflecting about that, here's a word from Pastor Jacob. What's up, everybody? If you're just now tuning in, I'm Jacob, our Miami Beach campus pastor, and I am joining you from the Joxy House. That's what me and my wife call our home. Jacob plus Roxy equals Joxy. And Pastor Bill just shared a quote with us that he called cheesy, but I actually think it's very catchy. Seek God's face and every place can become a sacred space. And in this season of isolation, a lot of us are being able to slow down, take some time, and Roxy and I have really used this as an opportunity to grow closer to the Lord, but still maintaining our job and our responsibilities, but intentionally trying to grow closer to God. And church was never meant to be a building. It's always been a people. And we don't have to be together physically on a Sunday to be in a sacred space. Kendall, Miami Beach, Gables, even though things are different, and as much as I long to be back on a normal Sunday schedule, any place can be a sacred space. Maybe that's on the couch at 6.30 a.m. doing some Bible reflection, or it's a Zoom meeting on a webcam at 7.30 p.m. Any place can be a sacred space. How do you get friends to come over and hang out? You invite them. How do you get the God of the universe to come into your heart and life during a global pandemic, you invite him. Friends, brothers, sisters, I encourage you, invite the God of the universe into every single place of your life and it will become a sacred place. 
Bill's going to be back with us in just a minute, and we are taking communion at the end of the message today. So if you haven't gotten ready, grab your bread and your juice or anything to eat and drink, and we'll catch Bill, Pastor Bill right now. So from outer space, David then brings us into an inner journey. And second, we see God shows up for us in his word. First, God shows up for us in his world, and then God shows up for us in his word, in, that, in its impact of its verbal truth as we welcome it to our souls and our minds. Uh, this is chapter 19, verse seven. The law of the Lord is perfect, reviving the soul. The statutes of the Lord are trustworthy, making wise the simple. They help us make better decisions. The precepts of the Lord are right, giving joy to the heart. They keep us from error. The, the commands of the Lord are radiant, giving light to the eyes. So when we make space for the sacred in our minds, in our thoughts, and then in our reflections, it brings us to a point where third, God shows up for us in our inner witness, in his inner witness within us. So God shows up for us in his world, God shows up for us in his word, and God shows up for us in his inner witness as his truth is translated into our thought life and into our meditations and into the way that we make decisions that relate to others. Verse 14, may the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be pleasing in your sight, O Lord, my rock and my redeemer. Think of that, that the inner meditations where you reflect and sit with your own thoughts and, and do self-talk in your own voice, that God's wisdom can so fill your mind that the pleasure of God is showing up on the inside of you. That's what he's talking about. The sacred wisdom of God can make space sacred in the words that you say to yourself and to others. The words that we speak, this is amazing. Just think about that, that the thoughts that you have and the words that you use to communicate them can actually form an on-ramp that helps others find sacred space in their life. Now that happened one day with Jesus in a conversation with a woman, a thirsty woman, but she was thirsty for water, but for more than that, she was thirsty for love, she was thirsty for hope, she was thirsty for a future that was larger than the hurts and mistakes of her past. She was thirsty for transcendence. And um, in John chapter four, Jesus in a conversation with her, she says to him, Jews like you worship in Jerusalem, but Samaritans like me, we worship in a different space. And Jesus' response is astounding. John chapter four, verse 23, he says, a time is coming and has now come. That means it's still on for us. When true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and in truth. For they are the kind of worshipers that the Father seeks. God is spirit and his worshipers must worship him in spirit and in truth. One of the things that means is that God is not bound by place but is actually seeking people to worship him, to know him in his true value in every place, sacred in every space. Think about that. Now, it seems normal to us to speak about people, about one another as uh, seekers in our spiritual lives. 
And in particular, if somebody is investigating the claims of Christianity, considering following Christ, but hasn't made a decision yet, we call them a seeker. Perhaps that's you today. Thank you so much for seeking with us today. And we're praying that God would make himself known to you in your space. But here, Jesus isn't talking about people seeking God. Did you get it? He calls God the seeker. God is seeking people to know him, but not just in a temple made out of stones, but in spirit, in truth, as real and relevant wherever you are. Man, this is a good word for us right now, isn't it? When in a time of social distancing, of physical distancing, that God is saying, I will not be distanced from you. I am making myself available to you in spirit, in truth, right where you are. Remember, as we seek God's face, and every place can become sacred space. The space for you are right now as you seek him. God is with us in our space. And when we seek him, we discover the surprise. What's the surprise? Well, I thought I was seeking him and I discovered God was seeking me. And then together in that space, we have a sacred transcendent moment. That's what worship is. Jesus promised his followers he said that after he went to the Father, that he would come to us by his Spirit. And the Holy Spirit would not simply be with us, but would come to live in us. John 14, 17. That means he brings his sacred into literally our space. We're wired for God. We're meant to run on God as our fuel. And God is saying, I'm gonna fill you up. And that's the message that we have. This is the message of Christ. Not, not only dying for us and coming to be with us, but now dwelling in us by his own spirit as counselor, as comforter, going all the way deep into who you truly are and then bringing himself, his freedom, his joy, his peace, and his love into the deepest parts of you. And that's why Paul went on those travels, taking this good news to the world, and why we're doing it with you today. In those travels, Paul came to Athens. It was full of people that were full of spiritual longings. They longed for transcendence to the point that they had temples to virtually every god you can imagine, and even one altar that said to the unknown god, and Paul saw that, and here's what he said to the people of Athens to respond to their spiritual longings. Now what you worship as something unknown, I'm going to proclaim to you that the God who made the world and everything in it, does that sound familiar? Psalm of David, is the Lord of heaven and earth, and he does not live in temples built by hand, and he's not served by human hands as if he needed anything because he himself gives all men, all people, life and breath and everything else. God is transcendent, but oh my goodness, that's what we saw in the Psalms, but listen to this. From one man he made every nation of men that they should inhabit the whole earth and he determined the time set for them in the exact places where they should live. That's incredible, isn't it? That God beyond us 
is now with us in our world, in every time period of our world, in every exact place where we find ourselves. And listen to this, because this is for us in the 21st century as much as for them in the first century. God did this so that men would seek him and perhaps reach out to him and find him, though he is not far from each one of us. Seek God's face, and every place can become a sacred space. God in Christ can make every space sacred, your space sacred today. And as you practice the presence of God right where you are, he will make himself known. How do I do that? Well, that's what we've been talking about. Listen first, listen to the longings of your own heart for transcendent experience. That's a longing for God. And then listen to the world. Go outside and, and listen to the heavens and the earth non-verbally declare the greatness and glory of God. And as you go outside, why don't you look around and make a list? And you know what you can do? You can come back inside and speak with your family or share with your friends, get online virtually and say, what did you see? And what did it speak to you? How could God make himself known through nature? And what are you listening for? And then open your Bible and uh, listen to his word. Put the truth into words that you can reflect on and that you can rely on. And then what can you do? Well, you can share some of those verses with others. This is what we did as a staff this week. We just let everybody weigh in with, what are you believing God for right now? I'm trusting God and then fill in the blank with a verse. Whether you can remember the reference of it or not, say the truth of it. I'm believing God for, and share that as you listen to his word. And then what? Then pray, pray and listen as his spirit bears witness with your spirit that you belong to him. And then he offers you counsel you can trust, comfort you can feel, and help that gives hope. I was so encouraged this week to see an article from the Herald, the Miami Herald, about uh, Nick and Teresa Sharp and Threefold Cafe, who, I mean, they're a part of Christ's journey, but what was so cool is that they are reinventing their cafe to be a food distribution service to bring help and hope for others in need in our world, right where they are. We can look for ways to do that too, and I hope you will. Transcend yourself by allowing his truth to get real through you. I mentioned C.S. Lewis earlier. In his spiritual seeking, he finally concluded this. If I find in myself desires that this world cannot satisfy, the most probable explanation is that I was made for another world. I long for transcendence, and God wants us to join him in that. That's why Jesus said, my peace I give you. I don't give you as this world gives. So don't let your hearts be troubled and don't let them be afraid. You are made for more than this world. Believe it, receive it. And as you seek God's face, 
then let your place become a sacred space. Lord Jesus, we thank you for your presence in our room, in our world, but more than that, in our lives. And we welcome you to make yourself known to us, to bring your sacred into our space right now. You're a believer and you're saying, God, make more room in me for yourself and make yourself at home. I welcome you. Or maybe you're a seeker and here is your prayer today. Jesus, come into my life, forgive my sins and take up occupation in me. Move in and make my heart your residence. Make yourself known as I turn from my way and learn to go your way. And as you've trusted Jesus in the forgiveness of sins, let us be here for you and let's share the journey together. Amen.